Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of the Comics Comic, found wherever you can type the Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed, from young people's dreams to adult people living those dreams, or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. Janixa Bravo has made several short films that debuted at premier festivals such as Sundance and South by Southwest, and also has directed an episode of the hit FX series Atlanta. Bravo's first feature film, Lemon, features her husband, Brett Gelman, as an actor and acting coach who turns 40 and realizes nothing in his life is where it's supposed to be. In real life, you've seen Gelman shine in everything from Mad Men to Twin Peaks, as well as Comedy Bang Bang, Funnier Die Presents, Married, Love, and Blunt Talk. They co-wrote Lemon, which hits theaters this August after Sundance premiere earlier in 2017. I sat down with Bravo and Gelman for some blunt talk about their love, marriage, and how they think their lives and careers are matching up to expectations. So let's get to it! I did see on Facebook that uh, you guys, your marriage is going well. <laughs> oh, right. Isn't that the weirdest thing? That, that was, was like a... an article that I got. I don't get Google alerts, really. Oh, you didn't Photoshop that yourself? No! That someone wrote that as an article, and it's the weirdest article. It actually made me really uncomfortable. Oh my goodness! Um, I don't get a lot of Google alerts. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't get ones where like they're actually good ones or like they're pieces about my work. Like I never get those. It's so rare what that is. And you didn't get it, right? No. I got that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What's this?" And I thought it was a joke. And then I thought. Oh my God! Some like alt right person wants to like murder us. Um, that's what, that's not what it was though. No, it's a no. But it was like a it was like a TMZ style article oh. for a website that I was afraid to look on. And oh, I thought it was like a click hole onion deal. No, where they were having fun with the format of tabloid. No, no, no. it was like what? real. I don't know who wrote it or who greenwrote <laughs> that. It's on first. Snow.com. Which sounded, oh, that's, that's why it felt alt right. First okay. Snow. Come but there's on. no, What's there's first no, dis- it's all positive though. There's no disparaging thing. Right. But it was so like. When I saw you post it on Facebook, it seemed like you were just fooling around. No, it was, was so invasive. Oh. It was so invasive <laughs> yeah. in such a strange, surreal way mm-hmm. that it, even though it was positive, it made me feel like I was about, we were about to be attacked. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Was, yeah. But it's fine. I mean, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally weird. Um, well, getting back to Lemon, which is hi, hi, uh-huh. which is the feature, your first feature, correct? And um, you co-wrote it. Uh, it's coming out in August. Mm-hmm. Now, Brett is you are forty. I am forty. So kind of yeah. like like the character in the film turns forty and finds out that he's a lemon. Mm-hmm. His life is a lemon of sorts, like a bad used car. How how does forty, the real forty for you, compare to what you envisioned being a grown up would be like? Oh, oh um, oh wow. Well, I feel like when I was younger, forty felt older, but um, I don't feel that now. Of course, though, I do have my fears sometimes that it is old, mm-hmm. um, but. I think in my heart of hearts, I know that it's not. I mean, I do think that my life is better now than it ever has been. And I do think that I've achieved um, 
a lot of things that I wanted to achieve when I was younger now. Of course, I don't really value it in the way I should because I have a, uh, a low self-esteem and uh, I'm intensely neurotic. Uh, but if I really take, if I really breathe and I look at it, I, mm-hmm. I can see like my life is in, in a good place. And uh, so I guess, yeah, I guess that's my answer that it's, uh, I mean, it definitely, it's, it's, it's feeling good. You know, of course you always want more and uh, there's things and that you want, but um, I think it's in a In good terms place. of like material things like awards or. <laughs> I think kudos. like, yeah, like, I, tr- I mean. You were at University of North Carolina studying for, right. for acting. Yeah, and yeah. You're like, no. okay, but by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be doing this. By the time I'm 40. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I definitely thought, no, I definitely thought that I would be, um, a huger star, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, but at the same time, I don't regret really the choices that I've made, you know, and I'm really proud of the, the work that I've been a part of, so... Yeah, it's different. I mean, yeah, sure, I would love... I mean, the, the douchebag in me would love, like, an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Tony. Uh, but wow. I get to... Like yeah. Oh, yeah. All, like, on a chain around my cats, neck. Was a Thousand Cats eligible? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. I guess for an Emmy, I, not for I told Tony. it. You they wanted... It no, that, it was, no, the Emmys wanted to... Uh, <laughs> wanted to nominate it, but I mm-hmm. said no. <laughs> Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, but then, like, you know, we want, like, a house, mm-hmm. and we want, you know, just for, uh, for us to, things. what are you doing? I'm sorry, my nail is, um, broken, and I'm trying to quietly Oh, it's not it quiet. <laughs> oh, it's not quiet. It's unsettling. <laughs> we all, like we all knew what was going on, but refused to acknowledge it. Recording this, he's going to be, just... like, writing it. <laughs> No, I mean, why don't you just do it after? It you don't hurting. need like, I, like a rough scratched, nail. I scratched myself. Oh. Um, no, but I. I <laughs> somebody asked me the question. They're like, "What do you want? Like, where do you want this to go?" And I was yeah. like, "Oh, well, I just want it to continue going in the way that it is, and it grow more and more, which it has. You know, I, I get to, uh, and really like this film is the thing I'm the most proud of that I've ever been a part of. So things are moving forward in a really exciting way and uh, that makes me feel good. What about for you, Danixa? What I think 40 was going to look like? Yeah, I mean, you still have a little bit I still have a few more years yeah. to go. Um, I think when I was a kid, gosh, what did I think being an adult would be like? I think I thought it would feel free. And I think I thought that it would mean that I didn't have to hang out with my parents so much. And those are true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... As far as career... Did you know you wanted to be a filmmaker? No. I mean, I I knew that I... I used to want to be an actor. And I used to run track and field. I thought that I I would have competed in the Olympics. Um, I thought I would have, you know, like won an award. And then I thought I was going to move into acting. Like, that was kind of what I had envisioned for myself. Because I ran competitively for like 15 years until I had to have spinal surgery. And, um, yeah. So How long were you up for the spinal surgery? For a year. For a year. And then I didn't go back to running because, uh, like, your whole body is a different, it's a different conversation. Were you 
Were you uh, on bed rest for the year? Or what was no, that year like um, for you? What's pretty cool, or what's cool, <laughs> what about, cool about spinal surgery? What's cool about spinal surgery? Um, the but there's some that it is actually cool about spinal surgery is um, the operation or mm-hmm. the procedure is so traumatic on the body that uh, they make you walk like right away. Okay. So uh, I had like a six hour operation. And and the next day, like less than 24 hours after I had it, they made me do a lap around this hospital. Um, I'm walking. That felt like my. It felt like a 10 mile loop, um, and it was really horrible and like unassisted. You know, someone was next to me, right. and um, and they made me do that every day for the seven days that I spent in the hospital. Did you know that first day or that first week that running was not? Yeah, I kind of knew it. Or did you have, no, I'm going to come back completely. No, I knew it. I knew it once it was decided that I had to have the operation. It was like that chapter's closed now. And yeah, and I'd always liked acting. I'd done it when I could. Uh, It's pretty hard to do other activities when you're um, racing, when you're doing any Mm -hmm. sport competitively and your plan is like Olympics. Um, So I'd done it a little bit and I really liked it. And for me, it actually wasn't sad to close that chapter because there was this other thing that I really loved that suddenly there was now going to be time and room for. You don't have to have a really strong spine in acting, I guess is what I thought. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, that, that was, I was like, I'm going to go to theater school and I'm going to be a performer. I'm going to go to film school and I'm going to be a performer. And like, you know, day five of uh, theater school, I was like, I'm not going to be an actor um, because I hate this. Uh, mm. And I'm going to be, uh, I guess I'm going to pursue directing um, and uh, is yeah. that what you were doing when you two first met? Yes, I was. I was directing theater, mm-hmm. and I was for my money job. I was working as a stylist. And I did a, maybe a little bit of production design when we first started, but I was bit. like moving out of production design, and I was working as a costume designer and stylist for TV, fashion, commercial, mm-hmm. a little bit of film, um, and then. I would like save a lot of money and direct independent experimental plays that okay. uh, people thought were really strange. Um, <laughs> so that was what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> how did you? How do you? How did you two first meet? We met on a commercial mm-hmm. uh, for the New York State Lotto. I'm sure you remember that Brett. Since oh, I remember a little him, bit of luck. <laughs> a little bit of luck, which is. Um, a uh, a small man with a large head mm-hmm. and bifocals. Oh, he knows it well. And yeah. so I, I did. Wrote, this... I wrote all about it on, on the comics. Comic. <laughs> yeah, as how horrible it was, um, or how great it was. Um, well, it was wasn't it a big thing for you at the time? It was a big financial thing for me. Yeah, but I never I never took pride in it ever. No, because I, I know you went on Conan once and yeah, I said made it was fun like of it. A, yeah, no, it's totally insane. But yeah, she was wardrobe. I did the costumes and for it. John and... Watts directed it, who mm-hmm. who's Spider Man will be coming out this month. Oh, Spider Man Homecoming. So yeah. we've all come, really? we've all come quite far uh, from our <laughs> days at the New York <laughs> State Lotto. Yes, a little bit of luck mm-hmm. really did something for us. I think um, I think that's why we're all here. A lot of luck, and uh, yeah, brought us a lot of luck. And so, did you two know? That there was going to be something immediately when you met on the set No, of the I was like, he's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's still like that. 
Instead, <laughs> 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 you just wrote it into a film. Yeah, exactly. I was like, he doesn't seem well or stable, and um, <laughs> talking a lot about health and um, seems unhealthy, maybe. Um, and uh, physically or mentally? Mentally. Yeah. Yeah. No, physically, very strong. Right. Yeah, very strong physically. Um, I when I told my parents that we were dating, mm-hmm. and I told them he was an actor and I was like he's the guy from the commercials uh they, they were but really that was still his best credit when you guys yeah because it would it had been early in our relationship okay. and and they hadn't done like eagle Heart yeah and they like would that. it's not stuff that they would have looked at anyways like and they're not watching adults Adult Swim, Swim. my parents and uh <laughs> and so I think it was like six or seven months into us being together mm-hmm. Someone had posted photos on like Facebook, and my mom and dad saw them. And my mom called me and said, "He's normal size." And um, I was like, "What?" And uh, um, and I and because I, I didn't understand what she meant. And mm-hmm. then I was like, "Oh, she right? She thought, yeah, because he's made small. She thought I was with a small person, which would totally be fine." Actually, but they didn't really like that. So then they were really happy that I was. They were then they were okay. Then they kind of didn't care. Um, <laughs> just uh, telling my family uh, what they're like. Um, yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Brett's your character in, in Lemon gets along well with Neil Long's relatives. In the yeah. Movie. Yeah. It's, it's more your. I character. get along with her relatives very with Janix's relatives very well. They love me. They love me. Um, I love them. Uh, I would say, I, yeah, I'd probably get along better with her relatives in real life than mm-hmm. Isaac does in the movie. I thought you were going to say uh, it in your own. Times with my own well, relatives. Yeah, I mean, you know, sister. Mm-hmm. No, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, no, I get along well with my family. Uh, but uh, yeah, it just uh, it was. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, wow, I am a mess. I, I, I was, <laughs> Good. And I think I'm you starting think to really come production. to terms with that now. <laughs> I think I'm being led down a, I think I'm being led to a point in my life where I'm like, just be, accept you're a mess. You're just a mess and that's fine. Like, not everybody's uh, can be a, a guru and a leader. Like, you know, you're just uh, you're you that type of person. Huh? You wanted to be a guru? I think that I, like, uh, at some point um, was trying to achieve some sort of, like, personal perfection, definitely. Oh, that's not uh, possible. Of, of a mental state, yeah. <laughs> and that, that is something, especially from being with you, that I have moved away from. And mm-hmm. that, like, you know, I am I'm so imperfect. starting to fully... <laughs> no, because you are very... You are a leader and you are... Uh, you're not a guru, but you're, uh, you're, you are... Very set in yourself, and you know I'm a bit of a like a, a whirlwind. But um, what was the question? <laughs> there, there is one. I think you're just talking. I think you just discovered you were a mess. And uh, yeah, well, I was, I was gonna say, <laughs> was Lemon secretly an intervention? <laughs> yeah, it, I was like Brett. The, he yeah. didn't realize when we, you were writing the script together. We got to take our problems <laughs> like, to large like, to the big screen. It was a bit. This is the way I can show him. Right, he needs to change yeah. everything. But yeah, she thought, I mean, I thought when we met, I was very into her. And mm-hmm. like, she had this, she had this vibe about her where I was like, this is a different person than the type of person that I usually pursue. And I can tell that this person is, is 
is good for me. And, uh, and of course, I was extremely attracted to her. But, um, yeah, professionally, it took her a few months. But professionally, you said that working on that commercial, that was a huge financial thing yes. for you. Were, you. were you one of those starving improvisers yeah. before that? Yeah. For how long? Oh, like years. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I'm starving. because I was starving because I, I did have the safety net if, of my parents if I ran out of money that they would loan me money. I was never at risk of, of uh, you know, being on the street. But or having a desk job. But I wasn't. Like but he I did, wasn't. He did work a sample sale for three days, and I was fired. From yeah, a sample sale, which is already a short job. That's right. not a long yeah. job. Yeah, right. it's like a temp job. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a five day job. Yeah. He made it to three days. But I wasn't. It wasn't though. <laughs> like I was living comfortably though. No, I was. How, how did you sustain yourself, not just financially, but more psychologically, in those early years when you were at UCB? Ah, uh, the UCB. Yeah, it was how I sustained oh, okay. myself psychologically was, uh, you know, performing there. And that was like the real thing that that kept me going, I think. I think I have UCB and then the alt community in general, you know, like invite them up and stuff like that to thank for that. Right. How important was it? Because you and John Daly go back to college, right? Yeah. How important was it for you that there was a co-conspirator? Involved. I think it was very. I I think there was like a codependent relationship there in a lot of ways. I think it was really important, and I think that like he and I were like the sort of like uh, horses of a of a different color or even the same color. We were just. Is that a uh, saying? Yeah. Horses. That's a horse of a different color. I don't think I just used it correctly. I don't think you did. Is that how you say that? Horses of a different color. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. No, but uh, no. <laughs> I know you don't lead a horse to that's water. Not, no, yeah, that's a horse of a different color. I. That's a saying of like if you're taught. I cannot explain it in a concise way. Um, okay, have we heard this? Wizard of Oz. A rose by any other name. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. 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 Oh. But so no, I thought he was, he was like a very. Wizard of Oz? I don't know. I mean, we're 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 like. Uh, we're siblings in, in madness that way, mm-hmm. me and him. So, like, yeah, we were just both, like, crazy and, like, seen as messes in that community, I think, in a lot of ways. Which we were. <laughs> um, yeah. But now look at you. But to have him there was, was really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know any of those other people uh, at UNC, like Danny McBride? Yeah. Yeah, I was in drama, but they were in film. Yeah. I knew all those guys. Okay. Yeah. One of yeah. them was your weed dealer. Yeah, Jody Hill uh, taught me weed. Was my he's weed come, he's was come mine and John. Yeah. Was mine and John. <laughs> who, who, who is more surprised by the other's success? You of Jody's success or Jody of your success? I don't know how much Jody is clocking my success or not. Jody, whenever I see Jody, he's very happy for my success. Mm-hmm. Does he still um, sell you weed? No, no. <laughs> I guess in California you can just have a you can just car. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a specific. Yeah, person. and even before that, no, Jody uh, would not have done that. No, I mean, I was those guys. Like, I was not surprised at all. I thought they, you know, they were really they screamed talent. They were cool know? then, and they were cool, way cooler than me. So you didn't hang out in the same. We hung out the than... first two years, like we partied together a lot mm-hmm. and stuff. But then. Um, you kind of, when you're in the drama program, you get sort of sucked in, and the oh, okay. second two years, you're really only hanging out with your class. Did you have, uh, did either or both of you have experiences, first hand drama, 
class experiences that, that you put into leather? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, also, I also went to theater school at NYU. And um, did you have teachers like Isaac? I had one teacher that was like that who ended up uh, quitting um, like quarter of the way through the semester. And I was doing a scene with a friend of mine who's actually coming to our movie tomorrow night. I'm going to see if she remembers this, uh, what the scene was. But <laughs> it's myself and this young, this other woman uh, mm-hmm. whose name is Mary. We're acting in the scene that our teacher started crying. Um, while we're still acting, we could hear him crying, and we just kept we kept doing the scene. And he he walked up to us like as the scene was ending, um, walked onto like the stage that we were acting on, and he said, "I feel like I've disappointed you. Um, I feel like I failed you." And, uh, and he was really only talking to Mary, and I was like, am I really a bad, am I so bad that the, I've broken the teacher? And he didn't look at me. He only looked at her and then talked to the class and then walked out of the room, and then we never saw him again. Um, and I was like, and there was like a joke in my class of like, how oh, I broke the teacher. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can see The rest of my that. acting teachers were actually pretty great, mm-hmm. and my voice teacher was pretty great but there had been some like irresponsible energy definitely from teachers at theater school i had like a very um an abusive like design teacher who actually liked me or was pretty favorable to me but had done some like questionable behaviors that are like not kind and i think you'd also had like a great deal of abusive yeah energy yeah no, I had a teacher tell me that I was his nemesis, that I was the superficial actor, and I was his nemesis. Is he still um, teaching? He's dead. Okay. Yeah. Did he die before or after the finale of Mad Men? He died, uh, I don't remember, uh, around, around that time. So, so maybe big... he saw that and then he died. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he I don't saw know. on screen. I don't know. Critically yeah, acclaimed I mean, that... TV dramas of our of our generation. Right, that I was like, in for oh, like two seconds. Superficial. Yeah. Solid two I don't seconds. know if he would have noticed me. I noticed. Oh, yeah, he would have noticed you. Yeah. I was very... You're, very no- you're very noticeable. He's like, oh, there's oh, my thank enemy. You. Thank you. <laughs> That's yeah. my enemy. No, he warmed up to me later, though. He, okay. he did like me later. He thought that I did that I did good work later on. Yeah. But uh, I don't mix well with uh, teachers a lot of the time. I just want to impress them too much. I guess I could say that about all people. <laughs> well, that goes back to your personal perfection streak. Right, exactly. Wanting to be exactly. the top. But really, truth be told, I'm out of step. I'm out of step quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it about this story that, that, that made you two both so passionate about wanting to write it and put it on film? Um, I think... Uh... We, when we met, you and I, and uh, for the first time, uh, that was my, when I was at South by that year, that was the first time I'd ever made a film. So that was my first film. It was a short, stars Brett and Catherine Waterston. And I had never had the, this experience. And it is, it is different directing theater than directing film. Um, it's just how you share with the audience is different. And, um, and I, really liked it and I wanted to sort of like repeat that sensation again and I'm not inherently a writer so it was uh like oh fuck to get this again I have to do 
to write again. Um, and uh, and I had we, we'd been talking about working on something together. I'd eat was the first time I'd ever written by myself or at all really. Um, and so Lemon was the first time of writing a feature. And and we've been wanting to collaborate. You know, we we thought we could do that. And and so the seed for the idea was kind of looking at where we were at that moment and what our sort of biggest fear was, was this idea that we would wake up like a decade from that moment and not understand how we got to where we were, like not realize, not get to arrive at the life we'd seen for ourselves and that somehow everyone would have passed us by, that, you know, friends were already getting married, already having children, already buying homes, already like committing to dogs. And we... (laughs) didn't have that and and I felt a little bit like impotent I thought like there's something wrong with me like I'm a little bit broken and I don't know that I'm gonna do I get to arrive at that like not everybody gets that and so not everybody can win not everybody gets to win you know some people actually like that is just nature some people do have to stay behind and I thought maybe am I one of those people and I just don't know it and so Lemon I feel for both of us was an exorcism of like the biggest fears of like not arriving at a life that we had meant or seen for ourselves and and then there was also like an exploration of this kind of comedy of like you know 30 something 40 something year old guy who is a sort of flounderer um has a great partner family really loves him sort of okay at job um and he's sort of like this flaccid kind of existence that everything works out for and so we were taking that person and then actually giving them like stakes and consequences and making them um the thing that we saw them as which was like actually incredibly imperfect and incredibly broken yeah you like that yeah i'm like saying something too about like that the only person who would be allowed to live this way on this like type of mediocre plateau would be a white guy, a white straight guy in this country. <laughs> Hashtag white privilege. Exactly. No, it is. It is like a. It's a. It's a. An exploration of white privilege as well. So uh, yeah. Which it's is like something all I experience on a too. daily basis. Yeah. That's like my constant. Right. Yeah. She's like As you can really, tell by this face, that's my really concept. white and really privileged. <laughs> what advice would you give to other artists out there who are... I mean, lots of artists have this fear that they're not going to make their, their goals and dreams. What advice would you give them to, to work through that? Um, I would say that if there's anything else that you want to do, you should probably do that. Yeah, and if not, no, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just, this is, it's, this is not like a, this is an incredibly painful career and pursuit, and, and the, the hits of validation are so small and so far and few between, I mean, for both of us, they're incredibly worth it, ultimately, but it is so incredibly painful and hard and arduous and, like, and like daggers, constant daggers. And if there is anything else that you want to do, do that. It's going to be better. And it's going to feel better. <laughs> yeah. And to, you know, work. Just like work. And, and think less. <laughs> yeah. Work and think less. Yeah. Tell close would be proud. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Thank, Thank you, you Sean. so, so much. Really appreciate it.
This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. Theme music by Camille Harris and Shockwave, logo by Gigglechick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com, for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Thanks first.